everyone. Welcome to another episode of Anything and Everything with Donna Lisa. I'm your host, Donna Lisa. And today's special guest I have with me is Coach Ayana O. Hi, Ayana. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. It's truly a wonderful opportunity, and I'm so grateful to be here with you, Donna. Thank you. So before I get into um, the questions that I typically ask my guests, I do want to read over your bio really quick. Very impressive bio, by the way. For those of you tuning in and the, uh, the viewers out there, Coach Ayana O oh is a highly transformative business and mindfulness consultant, a yoga teacher, and a speaker combining uh, traditional results, proven methods, and mindfulness techniques to help individuals maximize their time and talent transition from, is it BOP, burnout, <clears throat> burnout, overwhelmed, procrastinating, to TOP, uh, triumphant, organized productivity? Never heard that, but that's very, very, very um, interesting to hear. Um, it takes dec- decisive action to enjoy more happiness, peace, satisfaction, and success in life. Her passion and focus for helping people transition from employee to entrepreneurship and or from their current state to their desired <clears throat> self comes from her own transition in life, from BOP to TOP, using the techniques and methods herself. Knowing firsthand that when an entrepreneurial spirit stifles his or her ideas and passions, pro- passion projects, it leads to discord in all aspects of life. She is committed to helping individuals and corporations transition mindfully to where they need to be. Ayana's work as a coach, consultant, teacher, and speaker is where she has found her passion and purpose collide. By allowing others to see possibilities before them, it brings harmony into their lives to create um, of new and more productive habits, accountability, and taking action, turning goals into ideas, and real results into their business and personal lives. I apologize. I'm still choking on the chips that I ate earlier. (laughs) Um, Ayana has a BS um, in psychology from the Open University an MBA and in business administration with honors. That's very impressive from the university of Liverpool and a certified yoga and Pilates teacher. Uh, Ayana has lived in Jamaica, England, Japan, and now the United States and has had careers in both the corporate world and as an entrepreneur for fun. Ayana enjoys traveling. You have been to 30 countries to date, which is very, very impressive. Um, That's awesome. (laughs) Um, And you enjoy volunteering, dancing, yoga, hiking, running, and spending quality time with family and friends. Thank you again for doing this. Um, As I mentioned, your bio is very, very impressive. So let's talk a little bit about how you got started in in this coaching and mindfulness business, just because a lot of things that I uh, read in your bio, like the burnout, um, you know, people wanting to, to transition from the corporate life to entrepreneurship it's happening a lot these days. So, and I, I hear a lot of people who are constantly feeling like, I, I can't get away from my corporate life, my, you know, nine to five job to start what I'm really passionate about. So let's, um, let's take it back to when you decided to make that transition and how you are starting to help others. Okay. So, um, you know, people think the, the road to success is a straight line. But in fact, it's a lot of squiggly and back and forth and twists and turns. And my journey, um, the successful transition from full-time employee to being an entrepreneur was just that, squiggly back and forth, up and down. And I have made the transition more than once, actually. 
Okay. Um, I had my first taste of entrepreneurship when I was still in high school. I was 15. I would go to the farmer's market and um, I would sell vegan soup on the weekends. Yes. Um, Whenever there was this one particular one in Jamaica at a place called Devon House. And my parents being Rastafarian and um, my mother instilling in me healthy eating habits and the benefits, I saw an opportunity. I'd go to them and there was nothing healthy there. So I, I recognized that there was that need and I went back. Um, I thought I was a failure. I thought I was a failure for many, many, many years with a lot of things I did. So um, my definition of success was based on other people's idea of success. So I shied away from pursuing that because so it, didn't, it didn't fit the picture of success. Fast forward, I went into the working world And just a lot of how the corporate world, um, how they operated, they had these corporate social responsibility statements and these mission statements. And I saw for myself that they weren't living up to them. There was no integrity. So that was just a a turnoff for me. So I was determined to create my own reality, my own business to help others, to be of service to others. So I started my next business. Um, which was a brick and mortar business in the fashion industry on a little oh. island called Jersey um, off the coast of France, because I worked in offshore finance. I didn't like how things were being done there. They didn't sit well with my core values. Um, my, that business was a casualty of the global financial crisis, as so many businesses were. Okay. Um, disposable, uh, discretionary um, spending was one of the first things. And uh, you know, it wasn't, um, you know, everyday what basic necessity clothing that was being sold. So, you know, even though right. it was an island that was the ultra wealthy, ultra high net worth, um, even they were like pulling, um, being conservative with their discretionary spending. And at the time, my business was less than five years old. Um, I didn't have a uh, raving fans, um, loyal customers. Mm-hmm. So I got knocked just like many other businesses. Um, again, I took that as me failing. I didn't take into consideration economy, blah, 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 and all that stuff. Right. It took me several years again to try because it kept pulling at me. You know, felt so unfulfilled because I remember hearing once that if you don't have clients, you don't have a business. I'm like, I didn't have clients for months. So I felt I didn't have a business. If you're not generating profit, you don't have a business. I was bleeding money. Um, I, so I felt I was, if all these definitions of, from other people that I was taking on for myself meant I was failing as an entrepreneur. It wasn't until I got to America um, and I started working for uh, a, one of the top 10 Fortune 500 companies okay. where um, I started work sometimes at 5.30 a.m. and I was leaving oh, wow. work at 5 p.m. and eating lunch at my desk and just my only break was going for a walk. Going home, I started this business and going home and I'm up till one o'clock, but I'm getting up and getting ready to be at work wow. at 30 again. And that was the burnout. Just 
performing, going the extra mile, because in everything I do, I go the extra mile. Right. I'm just doing the bare minimum. If I do something, I'm going to do it well. There was the, the burnout. Then the overwhelm, all the limiting beliefs in my head about what success looked like and what was that defined of and the overwhelm from, and then the procrastinating because fear. I, I know the, the, the sting of quote unquote failure. Right. I know how, and I've had people telling me, why don't you get a job here? Why? And people, family, friends sending mm-hmm. me jobs. And that was a slapping the face for me. I felt very unsupported. So I would also, it was hurtful, but then I would procrastinate because again, the voices, maybe they're right. Maybe I should just get another job. What am I doing? You know? So it wasn't until my health had deteriorated so bad because uh, yogi, healthy, mm-hmm. family, hiking. I had this unexplained weight gain. My mental health was shot. I have suffered from depression and suicidal thoughts and attempts previously. Wow. That I was back at a place where I was a zombie walking around. I was existing, not living. From the outside, I people didn't realize I was dead. Because you keep doing this daily routine, right? Mm-hmm. And you just get stuck in that routine. Yeah. So gotcha. it was being pulled in two different directions, wanting to serve what innately I knew I was being called to do, mm-hmm. being afraid to do it. And I realized I was more afraid of the success than the failure, actually. That's what I, I kept playing small. Mm-hmm. But then once I was released from that position because of health issues and finding myself in a city, no family close by, um, no friends, I could barely get myself out of bed because I was, I, I was suffering from exhaustion. Wow. And burnout. And then having to have a tube stuck down my throat, being put to sleep and a tube stuck down my throat to just for exploration investigation. And when I was told the lining of my stomach had eroded and I have this condition and I'm like, but what causes it? And the things that I was no longer permitted to enjoy food wise. And I'm like, I already don't eat a lot because Mm -hmm. I, you know, I just cried. So at that point when they mentioned, um, you know, your current state, what thoughts were going through your head? Was it more like, okay, I have to do a lifestyle change or I have to quit my job and just, I mean, what were you going through at that time? That first. Oh, I think, sorry. Okay. There you are. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can hear you now. The first two days after I got the results, I just cried. I was numb. Okay. Really, I was hurt and I was numb and I'm like, again, I felt like a failure. I failed me and that I felt defeated. Um, and I started with something inside me reminded me of just doing the very basic, very basic habits. So that was being still, breathing, mindfulness to living in the moment, not worrying about the past mm-hmm. or not fretting about the future, but just being in the present moment. And I started to put into practice what I had learned and 
techniques that I, I knew of, but I wasn't just, I wasn't living them. So it started with just being mindful and also going through the process. And it was a process of getting crystal mm-hmm. clear. And it's the result, the traditional results proven methods here, getting clear on what my SMART goals were revert and reverse engineering those. What is it I wanted where I was going and getting absolutely clear on what those goals are and the daily habits, just needle point moves each day, not looking for big transitions or transformation um, in, in short amount of time. But I took the approach of if I just did a little bit, where would I be in a, in a year's time? And I took that and I took what I had learned from um, traditional uh, learning methods, school, my master's, books, everything, and just from life itself. And I t- and just started applying them again to my life. I had and working on my mindset at the same time. Okay, that was so. Was it over a course of a year's time, six to twelve months? Or is, is that when you started to see more change in your life for the better? I I there were incremental um, changes, improvement. Okay. And when I look back, there were there were from daily because I journal. It's one of the things I do. And when I read back my journal, this slow, slight improvements. But um, if you go two millimeters and start in January, where will you end up in December? You know, and where you will you en- end up 36 months? And I, it's just, it continues. Gotcha. It's, a, it's a continuation of change and transformation and transforming um, and building on, on what, has uh what's working um adjusting where adjustment needs to be made to be made for that continuous to continue continuing to be triumphant um continuing to be organized continuing to be productive um in all areas of my life not just in my business not just in my health not just in my relationships but in all areas of my life that's why it's um, I would take one bit and I'm like, okay, what am I working on this quarter? What's my goal for this year? Is it leading up to, to are the things that I'm doing taking me closer to closing the gap between where I am and where I truly want to be? And at what point, so <clears throat> make a good point. I mean, baby steps is definitely, you know, what people need to focus on because a lot of times I see it, a lot of people want the like you said, they want the straight roadmap to success or entrepreneurship and freedom from the corporate life. And it's not that way at all. It's, it's very squiggly. (laughs) Um, But at some point, you know, after say six months of you going through this journey, is that when you kind of realized, okay, I'm making more progress? There have been times where I'm like, yes. Like when you get when you're getting bookings or you're Mm -hmm. getting um, published in an article or you put a beta program out and people actually sign up for it and then people are paying for you, there are pivotal moments, but along the journey. And even to this day, I still have to stop and ask, am I on the right path? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? There are still those moments of doubt. I think fear and doubt will, will always be present, but it's stepping out into courage for me, that's why I do reflective journaling. Because when I get bogged down and my my mind gets foggy, 
when the monkey mind starts going, I, mm -hmm. I stop and I check in. I actually schedule my check-ins with myself. Okay, with that's good. Yes. So I have monthly, quarterly, um, and then annually. I do okay. a, a year in review to, to see, and that's where I see. Because we get so caught up in the doing, um, I see where I've made a little progress and then where I have jumped and where I've needed to stretch and uh, a, a bigger step forward, so to speak. But um, it was, first I noticed my attitude changed within the first week. I went from crying and feeling defeated and numb to being intentional about how I'm going to reprogram my mind and create new um, pathways, new brain waves, new neurons, definitely work on that. Also the daily habits of, you know, just like you clock in at work, I was clocking in, keeping a timesheet mm -hmm. for my business, for myself um, to, you know, doing, taking steps to, to reach those clearly defined smart goals that I had set, set for myself. Um, having the goals and having the project that lead to achieving their goals, those were my set marks. Those were like, okay, this is where I am. And if I'm not where I thought I would be, why is that? Is it the procrastination seeping in or has life um, circumstances, external realities impacting my mm -hmm. ability? And how was your health go? I mean, through the process, did you start feeling a lot better? I did. And okay. I, my weight still, um, it, there was a fluctuation because it was dealing with the stress and people right. really don't realize the impact of what you can be the healthiest person. Um, but if you are not managing your stress effectively that will right. undo i was like in heated yoga teaching and practicing you know five six times a week mm -hmm. um, eating clean running you know i got back into running i used to run marathons and then i had to pause because i had a need right. and getting back into that and i'm like what's happening with my body um right. The, 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 the physical manifestation is what's going on in the mind. The mind-body connection is so real. And it wasn't, and that has been a longer process to deal with the mental health issues mm -hmm. um, to see. And I, I always say you can't undo in 10 days or 10 weeks what you have done to yourself over right. decades. So, wow. and it, being patient with myself, knowing that. That's, that's interesting. I mean, it's a good point that you make because a lot of us, I mean, you yourself as a yoga instructor and working out daily and eating healthy, there's still that stress factor from work. So even though you're de-stressing from all, you know, doing all these things that you love to do and um, eating healthy and feeding your body great, it, that stress factor from work still kind of screws with your, your, your body. Yeah. Yeah, I totally hear you. Um, I'm, I'm glad that you found a way to get out of that um, point in your life and, and move forward with what you're doing now and what you're passionate about. Um, is, is that the main reason for you starting your company and, you know, or pushing forward with it more was because of that point in your life where you just kind of felt like, okay, I've got to make a change. This is just not, it's not doing well for me. 
Well, I always knew that I'd be my own boss and that's why mm-hmm. I had started businesses before. But one, once I did my MBA, I actually went ahead and did my MBA to retool myself to become a consultant. I thought I was going to okay. go work with the Boston Consulting Group in London and <laughs> to the New York office after five years. That was my big dream. And then eventually venture out on my own. But before I even finished my master's, I was hired to consult on a business that wanted to um, take from just a mom and pop business to franchising. Mm-hmm. And I was very happy. I knew I always was meant to serve people, but um, that came and that opportunity, that um, that project ended. And it's like, mm-hmm. do I go back to London or do I stay in America? And I decided to stay in America didn't have any business networking. I had family here and that was about it. So I was starting from scratch and I thought I would just take my master's and my experience. Um, side note, one of my first job, my once I finished my bachelor's, I worked for a private bank where my responsibility was to um, start and administer offshore trust and companies. So when I saw what the ultra high net worth individuals were doing and how they would create Mm -hmm. these companies and how they would grow them from these little tiny seeds to nothing. And it was my job to do it all. Right. And I, I was responsible for over 700 entities. Wow. Yeah. So that really fired me up and I'm like, I can do, I can do it in my sleep basically. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to help entrepreneurs um, avoid avoid a lot of the pitfalls that I experienced and just to pass on the knowledge I had. But basically people who had big dreams, big ideas, but didn't know how to, the horse before the the carriage type of thing. Do you open the bank account, pick the name, choose the LLC before you start marketing and what do you do at which stage? And I, I just love helping. So Um, I decided to do that whilst I was working for this Fortune 500 company here um, and slowly build my business because most entrepreneurs will tell you um, they don't take out loans. Um, They're self-funded. So I was having this job Mm self-funding my startup. Um, But once I realized that Business here is very different from business in England. And I learned that. Yeah. (laughs) Like how it's done. I'm like, whoa, this is a whole different playing field. Um, And I wanted to represent um, a holistic way. And I realized for myself, you could check all the boxes Mm -hmm. um, for what it is to start a business and to have a successful business and still fail. Because that was me. Right. What I realized the missing key was the mindfulness aspect. That's what clicked for me. Once I incorporated mindfulness in my life and in doing business, everything changed. I think a lot of people to that point, I think a lot of people struggle with the fact that they, there's, you know, a possibility or majority of the time with entrepreneurs a failure. And they feel like that's okay. Well, you know, you fail once, forget it. I'll just go back to the corporate world or my old job. 
but you're right. I mean, I think it's just, it's the mindset of having to be mindfulness of yourself and, and accepting the failures and learning from it and then moving on from it. But I, I know a, a few people that I personally know that struggle with, with failure. They want to start their business, be successful and not have any obstacles. So when you come across clients that you're coaching and, and this is, you know, this is what they tell you, like, I want to start this, you know, company. I've been thinking about it for a couple of years now. Um, here's my plan. And you prep them for, you know, failure. How do they handle that once they get there when, you know, they launch their company and they're like, oh my gosh, it's really not doing what I expected it to do. Uh, I should just quit right now and just go back to what I was doing. So how I prepare them is by being honest and um, being uh, crystal. What's the word am I looking for? Being open with them. Mm-hmm. For myself, I I had options. I always right. had options of, you know, whether it was going to drive Uber or going to get a contract or a short term. I had to burn all those bridges. And I also let them know if they're fearing failure um, before they even get started, they're not ready. Right. They have to get to the point where they are able to accept that failure is in it is inevitable but before they even get started they have to define what success looks like for them yeah i i I do agree with you on that because a lot of times you know i've had friends that have ventured off and started their own businesses and even myself and i expected that okay this is not gonna do as good as i expected but it's a start but i have a lot of friends that they get so discouraged and they have a great idea and a great product. And I'm like, no, 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 just keep going with it. And they're just like, you know what? It's just not for me. I'm, I'm just going to take a break and step away for a while and then I'll come back to it. And then they never do. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that was such a great idea. Like you should have just stuck with it. Of course it doesn't happen overnight, but there are a lot of people out there, even, you know, my closest friends that they want this overnight success and it just doesn't, it's not realistic. <laughs> I am the coach who will not sell you pipeline dreams. I am not the coach who will tell you, um, start your business and in six weeks you'll be making $10,000 or by the end of the year, you'll be high six figures, seven figures. It mm-hmm. does happen. But what they don't tell and is I tell the truth. And a lot of people don't want to hear the truth. I only work with people who are ready to hear the truth. It doesn't right. matter how much it stings. Yes, those are success stories. But what they don't see behind that is they have done 10 coaching programs before. They had several startups. Or they have a supportive partner. Or they have parents. They can go live in their base and in the garage until they get it up where their basic necessities are taken care of. If you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, if your base, if your basic necessities aren't taken care of, you can't go to the second level, which is creativity, which is entrepreneurship. I don't recommend doing it my way, which is stepping out and just like it. It's hard. It's right. It it's soul crushing. And if you don't have, if you don't know how to to get yourself up out of that place, or a support system to help you get you from out of that space. I don't recommend it. There are ways to do it to transition so that you don't get to, I, it's not working out how I 
thought it should. It never works out how you think it will. Right. Rule number one, it never turns out. It's this or it's, it's I'm not trying to impose my belief system on, on anyone, but there's, whether it's God, infinite intelligence, the creator, whatever you call, there's a force, a something at work mm-hmm. that you don't control anything, everything. And if we did, we'd be getting everything we ask for. And thank God we yeah. don't get everything we ask for when we ask for it. And it is a good business. And I take people through the basics. And this is where the, the, the MBA comes in and whatever right. comes in. Like, do you have a viable business option? Is the market right? Because it could be a wonderful business idea. But is it the right time? Or are you, do you, if you get immediate success, it's going to slow down. And are you prepared for when things aren't happening? And how do you, right. scale? how do you go? I take you through all these things before. So you don't get to this, this first wall and you give up. And how do you prepare to, to navigate these um, pitfalls when you come up? Because I can share how I have avoided and what, um, theory says how to, to deal with certain pitfalls, but this just all theory and my experience, yours will be different. Mm-hmm. That's good advice. Definitely. I mean, it's entrepreneurship is so, um, a lot of people are trying to get into it now. I've noticed, and especially because of the pandemic and, you know, everyone wanting to leave their jobs, but it's definitely a journey. And it's not an easy one. And, and a lot of folks that I know do expect it to be easy. Now, you're right. A lot of uh, other people have been successful in a short amount of time. I, I don't know if it's just luck or if they just have, it was the right, they were at the right place at the right time. And others are struggling with it, uh, going on their second and third year and questioning if that's where they still need to be. But you do make a good point. And I mean, it's nice that with your background, it was easier for you to transition because you've had that education and the knowledge on how to do it. Um, a lot of folks who probably come to you don't have any experience in that. And they're just, you know, completely at a loss once they hit that roadblock. And they're very afraid to, um, mm. I see so many people that they're like, you you've experienced with friends, close friends. They have a wonderful idea, but they're so fearful um, of not being able to um, sustain or have a profitable business. Um, but I always say, is your job secure? Is your job guaranteed? So we get hooked on a paycheck. Right. I, I get it. You go in and you do a job. They tell you what to do and you perform those tasks. As an entrepreneur, you're the accountant, you're the copywriter, you're the salesperson. You're yeah. wearing all these different hats where you have to be quick on your feet and competent. And you really have to do when you're, when you're starting out, unless you have a trust fund or you have a windfall so you can um, pay for it, you know, to, mm-hmm. for these things. You have to learn these things. Um, but just like you can lose your job tomorrow, yes, you're going to have to apply and for another one and get another one. But if you keep delaying what you um, you dream of, what you're passionate about, you're just adding to the wealth of the graveyard, which is the richest place on earth. Right. That's so true. 
no risk, no reward. And I don't believe in failure. I used to, I don't. There's learning and growing and succeeding. I like that because I, I, I do, I do believe that, um, you know, you do learn from every experience and I like how you think about that. Instead of thinking of it as a failure, it's more of a learning opportunity Yeah, and see how you can probably do it better the next time you, you know, take a chance at it. So what inspires you to do what you do with coaching and and helping others? Um, I would have to say it's my mom. I saw her, I get my entrepreneurial spirit. Um, it was passed down in my genes. I, um, I strongly believe in that. How she moved in a world where it was going against the grain to be an entrepreneur. Um, I was born in Jamaica. Jamaica is celebrating its 60th year of independence this year in 2022. Nice. So traditionally it was go to school, get a job. Right. Um, for my, my mom to have even have a degree that was just doing so much better, but my mom never settled for what everybody else told her she should be doing or needed to be doing or her way of being and watching her move and navigate this world to show up as she knew she should. And funny, for many, many years, even into my early 20s, I vowed never to be anything like her <laughs> because I saw how painful it was. I didn't see the, the glory and, and how fulfilled she was. Right. I just saw, I heard the negative comments, I heard the criticism, uh, saw the looks, and I'm like, I never wanted to, to be that. But when you have something inside you, Um, that light, that desire, you can try to kill it. And that's where a lot of my depression came from. It was stifling what was meant to go out into the world. And I didn't want that. So my desire is that the pain, the emotional pain that I have experienced, if I can save just one person from experiencing that, that's what keeps me going. And you become your mother with that entrepreneur spirit and just, yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely. And it's, it's, you probably saw her working a lot as a young kid and young adult and just wondering like, why would she want to work that hard? But now you kind of get it. I get it. Yeah. She was all for being of service to others. And I knew that that was for me. And for a long time, you know, everything I have done, Right. has been to be of service. Um, but this is where my passion and everything has collided. This is where I feel I am impacting the most. It may change in another decade or two. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But for this season in my life, I am doing what I was divinely created and ordained to do. Well, I definitely think, I mean, you are in the right place right now. Um, For everyone listening and uh, viewing this on my YouTube channel, I actually met coach Ayana through another dear friend, Ashley Burney. She has a women empowerment um, summit series and coach Ayana was actually the speaker. And it was, and it caught my attention because, you know, I had, you and I had talked offline about my journey and going through this um, cancer journey right now. I finished chemo and 
I thought, okay, I'm ready to go out now and be, you know, around my friends in public. And I saw the, I saw the post that she did on your series on social media. And it said something about the art of saying no. And I said, okay, definitely have to go because I've started to say no a lot, but, you know, working in the special events industry and just having amazing friends and family that I have and good connections, it was hard for me to tell people, no, I can't go to your event or no, I can't, you know, do this because I'm just, I'm overwhelmed or I've got other, you know, priorities um, without feeling guilty. And after attending yours, I just thought, you know, this is a great way to let people understand that just because you get a no, it doesn't mean that they, one, that they don't like you or, or they just don't think it's, you're important, but it's just not a good time at their life right now because I put myself into many um, awkward positions where I, I really didn't have time to attend an event and I forced myself to go mainly if it, not necessarily for work, but just it was for me to even learn or just network more with other people. And it really did set me back. And I just thought, a couple of times where I was just thinking, maybe I shouldn't have gone, but if I didn't go, you know, 10 other people would have been like, Oh, she was probably too good to come to this event. Or she didn't think that we were important enough. And it's not that, but you're right. They also don't understand, you know, I probably had a million things going on in my personal life. You know, I was a soccer mom and a a dance mom, gymnastics mom, but it's stuff like that, that I, I, you know, made me want to attend your your workshop. And um, I, I took a lot back from it. So thank you. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. And it goes back again to living in the past or in the future, those conversations we have, whereas it sounds like you are living in the moment with how are you doing right now mm-hmm. to be able to say an empowered no. Absolutely. And now I do not feel guilty, I, you know, and I do still sometimes feel like I have to give an explanation, but I always tell people, you know, I, I'm unable to attend that week, but let's definitely get together and connect in the future just so that I don't just drop them and say, no, I'm not going to, you know, reach out to you again and keep the friendship going. So I definitely do like to keep my connections and friendships. Um, you know, I even mentioned to Ashley at the event, I was like, I almost didn't come again, but I told myself like, no, I need to go because this is something I can benefit from. And I, and I did and met some amazing women there as well, including yourself. So yeah, it was very beneficial for me. Um, I, I hope that you continue to do these workshops because there are a few friends of mine that, you know, when I posted that I attended, they were interested in going to the next one. So uh, they're definitely looking forward to that. <laughs> that is so wonderful to hear. Thank you. Yeah. Now um, I always ask my guests this, uh, is there a daily affirmation or a quote that you kind of like to start your day off with or live by? Um, I, it's one I live by. Okay. And it's um, make a difference in your own way. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's awesome. Well, I, um, I really do appreciate you taking time out on a weekend. I'm so glad that we connected because I feel like your message, a lot of people could get a lot of good things out of what you do. Um, I think right now is a perfect time to let people understand that, you know, wanting to do something and waiting, you know, taking time to do it and doing it the right way is very important because when people have a million things going on in their day-to-day life and they're starting a new venture, it's easy for them to get discouraged and feel like they failed and not want to go back to it. 
Absolutely. I I want to encourage everybody who is listening, who listens to this or come come across this, is to not give up on yourself um, and just find a coach, a mentor, a, some sort of resort resource that will help you to um, get from where you are to where you want to be. A lot of the times you've got to borrow someone else's glasses and see things through another person's lens. Um, ideas are a gift from God. I truly believe that. So if you have an idea or passion for something, um, don't discount yourself before you've given yourself um, the opportunity and the chance. And every day you wake up is another opportunity. So you have unlimited. Until the day you take your last breath, you have the chance every single day that you wake up. So don't give up on you. Absolutely. And so for anyone interested in connecting with you, where can they find you either via email or your website and social media handles? So the quickest, easiest way to get a hold of me is to uh, just, uh, my handle is at Coach Ayana O. That's Twitter, that's Instagram, that's Facebook, that's LinkedIn, as well as TikTok. And in the bio of um, my Facebook and on Instagram, there's a link tree with my website, okay. my meditation classes, my programs, just or just to book a, a what I call a coffee chat to see how I can support you or inspire and motivate you to get you from where you are to where you want to be. So just add Coach Ayana O on any social media and you'll find me there. Awesome. Thank you so much. I love that you're on TikTok. <laughs> I'm definitely going to have to follow you. A lot of my friends always laugh. They're like, what are you doing with these TikToks? But, you know, I come across a lot of interesting um, professionals and entrepreneurs on TikTok. You know, they have, they give out some great advice. So I'm definitely going to really- follow you. <laughs> I, I, I'm new on TikTok, so I'm 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 trying to figure out how to navigate learning something. Right. Yeah, being present on there because I find so much inspiration and um, nuggets, what I call golden golden nuggets on uh-huh. there from people. So I I'm my sharing yeah. my knowledge and dropping nuggets. So I just started to um, I'll be dropping a little nugget soon. Awesome! I look forward to that. Well, thank you so much, Coach Ayana. Um, I appreciate you again taking time out of your busy schedule and on a weekend. So thank you for that. And uh, I definitely will be seeing you soon. I'll be attending more of your workshops upcoming. Awesome. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Bye.